You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. to 6.30 Ched Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Looking at the NHL, first period, Sharks and Coyotes, no score. Second period, Senators up 4-3 in Dallas. Second intermission, Carolina leads Nashville 5-4. Bruins and Islanders tied at 2 in the third, about six minutes left, the Rangers lead the Ducks 3-1. Thomas Tatar traded to Seattle by Colorado for a fifth rounder in the 2024 draft. Seattle putting forward Jaden Schwartz on long-term injured reserve retroactive to November 28th. So uh, they bring in Tatar to help fill in a bit there. Hawks leading the Raptors 113-97 with 4.46 left in the fourth. Oil Kings and Swift Current 1-1 with a minute 29 left in the first period. The scoreboard presented by Cougar Payton Collision, our family helping your family for 40 years. So the World Junior roster was announced this week. Matt Savoy from St. Albert's on the team. Goaltender Scott Ratzlaff from uh, Irma is on the team. There was another Irma player, Jagger Furcus, who was uh, on the 30-man selection camp roster. Unfortunately, he didn't make it, but when, when they put out the selection camp roster, Dave Campbell and I were sitting there. Uh, Irma's not a very big town, and two players from Irma with a chance to make the World Junior team. So that's pretty cool. So we thought, I wonder, like, can we get somebody on from Irma? And Bob Stoffer helped us out as well, and uh, from the uh, town of Irma, I'm pleased to welcome to Inside Sports, Mike Susi. Mike, it's Reed. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Reed. How about you? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, this is fun to talk to you, Mike. Thanks for being willing to, uh, to do this. And if people are wondering, hey, that's the same last name as that guy in the NHL. You are Carson's dad. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. Now, now, from who does he get his athletic prowess, uh, you or his mom? Well, you know, uh, I'd like to say we're both athletes, Reed. My wife, was, she was a heck of a ball player, and she played things some ringette. And, uh, so we're both fairly athletic, so uh, I'd like to take all the credit, but I won't. <laughs> okay, but you played hockey yourself too, didn't you? Yes, yes, I did. I played in played some senior. I played in the, in the Alberta Junior League for for a couple of years, and uh, yeah, and then I played lots of senior hockey back here in town. All right, so you uh, probably are familiar that I covered the couple Allen Cups and the Lloyd Border Kings and all that fun stuff, eh? Yeah. Yeah, we, we took in a bunch of that read, and uh, man, that, that was a lot of fun and some great hockey to watch. And Lloyd did, did a fantastic job of hosting those Allen Cups. Yeah, I agree for sure. So have you always lived in Irma, or what's the family history with the town? Yeah, yeah, I grew up here, Reed. We've uh, been here since well, the early 70s. My dad was a, was a grain buyer, and my mom worked in the bank. And uh, we transferred here in 73 and been here ever since, so. Oh, I love that story. Um, I, like I grew up uh, near Evansburg. Uh, my my family did not uh, farm. We lived you know r- rural. We lived out of town, but we didn't we didn't farm. But I mean, a lot of farms around us and stuff. Uh, what what's the have has farming and ranching changed over the years? Like, is it as family based as it used to be, or are there more bigger, almost corporate type farms? You know what I'm getting at? 
it's definitely changed, Reed. I think you, there's not a lot of the family farms left. We do have a lot of, of, of large family farms around here in Irma, but the small farm is, has basically disappeared, Reed. It's, it's just the... Uh, the sign of the times, right? Bigger is better, and uh, we have some some guys around here that have been longtime farmers and and are very well or do very well doing it, and uh, they support our community very well. We're we're a big farming community with also some oil field, and we're close enough to uh, the hardesty that you know probably twenty or thirty people are employed at the uh, at the storage facility down there. So it's a busy area. It's it's real good. So I'm going to ask you something here because. I know from living near, like near a small town, the population of the town itself can be a little misleading, right? So do you, and ballpark numbers are fine. Like what's the population of Irma, but then how many people would it actually serve, right? <laughs> yeah, well, the population of the village, I'm a counselor in town and we'd like to uh, see our numbers bumped up just be funding wise, right? But uh, our last census said we're just under 500, but we like to say we're at about 525. Okay, <laughs> and then the surrounding community read would be would would double that for sure. Right, and and you're relatively close to to Wainwright, which is obviously a, a little bit yeah. larger and stuff. So, is there oh, a high sure. school in Irma, or do the kids go to Wainwright? Yeah, no, we have a brand new kindergarten to grade twelve school here that was opened in 2019 and uh, doing very very well right now. Our numbers have uh, have grown by a hundred since since the new school opened, and like I said, in 19 and. Uh, it's very well supported. We've been fortunate enough to gain some kids from some other small communities close by, and uh, they're doing very well. We're already looking at expanding. So, when I when I uh, was so I worked in Lloyd from 2000 to 2007, and I covered a lot of high school football as well. Uh, the the Wheatland League. Yeah. So Wayne, did, would Wainwright draw kids if an Irma kid wanted to play football? Would he have to go to Wainwright though for that? Yes, yeah, the high school football program runs out of the high school there. And, you know, over the years, we probably have two or three every uh, every fall that, that go down to Wainwright and play high school football. Yeah, which was, uh, I, I love covering those games. Like, when you'd get into late October, early November, and it, there might be a snowstorm, and the kids are just out there <laughs> battling, those were fun ones to cover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they've, uh, that's a long-running fo- uh, football program in Wainwright. And, uh, like I said, lots of the, lots of the local kids take advantage of that. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so uh, in terms of Irma, uh, let, let's let's start with the, the two kids that were on. Now, I, I have interviewed Scott Ratzlaff. I should point that out because he's been good in the WHL. I've never interviewed Fergus, yeah. but uh, well, what do you know about the journey for these two guys? Well, Scott's my nephew, so he's my sister's boy. So <laughs> that's the other thing about Irma Reed is uh, probably half the town's related. So, you know, uh, but but his journey and, and both the boys, you know, we're we're super proud of them. We're all we were all very excited when they both got named to the 30 man roster, and obviously disappointed the Jags didn't make it. He's a heck of a hockey player, and he's having a you know what a what a WHL career he's having, and the future is bright. But it, it was disappointing. But we're we're also just super excited about Scott, and then, like I said, being an uncle and. Uh, Talking to my sister, we just—it's—it's it's unbelievable, right? He was lucky enough to win a championship at the, the Gretzky Olenka. So you know, he's—he won a Memorial Cup last year. Things are just rolling, you know, for him right now, and we're—we're we're real happy about it. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. And you're right, Fergus is uh, Fergus is having a great season. I was watching some of his highlights. Oh like, yeah, some of the goals he scores. I'm just like, how did he even think to do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's an incredible talent. You know, I just like I said, it, it's disappointing. But you know, it, there's high and high and lows in every all these guys. You know, their careers, and uh, it's, you know, I'm sure he'll rebound. And he, you know, he's off to have a great NHL career someday. I'm sure. So tell me a little bit about. Because look, it has to start somewhere for these guys, right? And you got to have good coaching. You got to have good mentorship. You got to have family support. You got to have a community that believes in the kids. So I, I do think this speaks really highly of Irma Minor Hockey. What can you tell me about it? Well, you know, we're we're pretty passionate about our sports in in town. Reed, we're a we're a hockey in the winter and a you know fast pitch softball baseball community in the summertime. You know and. And then, you know, and when when I talked to Bob a little bit, and I've got to know Bob pretty well in the last little bit, and we we're talking, and uh, you know, I, I look back at when I grew up here, my my mom played ball, and my dad was play ball and hockey, and they're involved in in coaching myself and my sister, and and I, you know, and that that was everybody in Irma at that time when I and when we grew up, and it just continues on, you know, and now with the opportunities read in the women's sport. We, we've had, you know, I think seven or eight, we were counting ladies in town that played NC2A youth sport or ACAC hockey. And now those ladies are now hockey moms and very passionate about hockey and softball and whatever we're involved with. And, and the men are the same. We, we, we still run our senior A hockey team out here. We're the longest running senior A hockey team in Alberta still and part of the East Central League. And, We've got guys that have played college hockey and then the Alberta Junior, and and these guys are not only playing but they're coaching, you know, and that that's that's huge for a small community. If you can get those those parents involved that have played the game at a high level, you know that that's unbelievable for the kids. Yeah, uh, I, I I love that. I love hearing all this community stuff. That that's such a positive story. Mike Susi joining us tonight on Inside Sports. I didn't even realize you were a town. Are they called counselors there, sort of. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a counselor. I, yeah, I, <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, it's a learning experience. I'll tell you that. And of course, the uh, the dad of uh, now Canucks defenseman. Uh, Carson Soucy, uh, let, let's reflect on his journey. Like I, I assume when you're uh, a hockey dad and he's three or four, however he was when you just learned to skate, like you're probably just thrilled to have a bond with your kid. I don't think you're th- thinking NHL though. <laughs> no, no. You know what? I have three. I have three boys, and, and two, Carson has two older brothers, and I was fortunate enough to, you know, spend most of my winters coaching one or two of them at least and spending lots of time on and off the ice and in vehicles driving back and forth to practices with the boys. And, uh, you know, it's a great bonding experience. And, uh, you know, he, each of these guys have taken a different path of their careers, but uh, and we're proud of all of them, obviously. But it, uh, I think it's important. You know, I cherish those years when the, when the boys were growing up. And, uh, you know, moments I'll never forget. And then a, a dream come true, obviously, when your son, you know, first starts playing elite stream hockey and then is lucky enough to play in the Alberta Junior League and then moves on to the NC2A and then is drafted, you know, and, and works his way up through the system, through the AHL and, and then finally to the NHL, right? And, uh, you know, I, I just couldn't be prouder, honestly, of, of, all of all of my boys, obviously, but... Uh, you know, just of Carson too, for sure. I I think I don't think Carson debuted in the NHL till he was twenty three or twenty four. You'll you'll correct me if I'm wrong. Um, wh- when did you start to think though that he might have a shot at at, at pro hockey? Well, 
he played, well, like I said, he played in the A.J. Reed for a year, and then he, uh, uh, Duluth had a guy that opted out and opted to the NHL a little early, so they took him down a bit early to uh, to UMD, and what a great experience down there. He, you know, he he grew as a hockey player. He went into got into a spot where he was inserted into the lineup right away, which always doesn't happen at that level. And did his four years. He could have opted out at the third year. He opted to stay for his fourth, and uh, you know they lost in the in the Frozen Four final that year. But the experience he gained, he was part of the leadership group. And at that time, he, he finished the year in Iowa, and then you think, you know what, he, he's close. He had work to do, but, you know, like everybody, you don't – not a lot of guys just step into the NHL and play that game. There's a development process, and, uh, you know, he, he did it the right way when I look back at it. Yeah, uh, well, and I know sometimes Rob and I have had calls about do we go after Carson Soucy the last couple of years. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm probably yeah. going to get a phone call from the Canucks after the show for, for asking this question, but I believe Carson's about halfway through getting over a leg injury. How's uh, how's he doing? Yeah, I think he's hoping to be back on the ice skating by himself next week, Reed. So I think he's finally uh, able to start putting a skate on. I think he was cleared to, to hit the ice, and that's what he was telling me anyway. So, yeah, he's uh, hopefully shortly after Christmas he'll be back, uh, back out of there. The Canucks are playing so well right now, you just hate to see him out of the lineup. Well, yeah, that's a good point. They're, they're, I mean, to me, they're one of the biggest stories. I, I like. It's funny. I think the three biggest. You could argue the three biggest stories of the season from a team perspective are the Canucks, and then the Oilers doing poorly and now doing well, and then maybe the Flames that they haven't been doing great. Like no, no, exactly right. You know, we're pretty excited at the start of the year as Canucks fans. You know, Carson signed there, and he, he's actually loving it. And then to come up again and beat the Oilers three times in the first couple of weeks. And, you know, we're, we're uh, Oiler fans second, right? So, you know, we're always obviously hoping wherever Carson's playing. But uh, it was good and shocking and surprising. But it's, I'm glad to see that they're, uh, they're rebounding. And, you know, there are never a team that wasn't going to make the playoffs. I don't think that lineup is just too strong, right? Yeah, I still, I still think they're going to they're gonna get there. They're just going to keep working. Like, so Carson, they put him at 6'5 on most of the websites. Is, like, is everybody in the family big or is he an outlier? No, he's. I'm about six three. My okay. oldest boy is. He's he's about the same size as Carson and Tyson was. He's a little shorter. He got gypped. He's at about six one, and then my wife is cresting five eight. So, okay. So well, he comes they, they didn't get it from her. It's, it's, <laughs> uh, well, that's uh, was was he big like young as a as a teenager or when did he sprout? You know what, Reed? He uh, he probably never grew till he was 15 years old. He he never played AAA Bantam hockey. He just was, wasn't big enough and wasn't strong enough. And then he, he right the 14, 15 mark, man, he he grew a ton. He you know he probably grew eight inches in that stretch there, but about a year and a half. So so yeah, it was good. It was just one. Of, he was a bit of a late bloomer and a late developer and. Uh, like I said, the route he took was was the best route for him at that time. Yeah. Well, I'll, I always I got a soft spot for the uh, guys who uh, went through the AJHL route as well uh, with uh, some of the players I I covered in Lloyd and and Bonneville and around the league for sure. Okay. Well, Mike, this was uh, this was super fun to get to know you and and to celebrate uh, you know a small community and uh, <laughs> the success of some of the athletes and to find out a bit more about the the sports scene there. Oh, somebody had to. Uh, how's the uh, how big's the arena and uh, how are the fries and the hot chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we uh, we had Bob 
and uh, Jerry Johansson from Sport Corp. But we had a fundraiser in the summertime. We were, uh, we're starting to raise money for a new rink. The old shell is getting pretty tired. And uh, so we were fortunate enough to have those two fellows come out, and we had a bit of a fundraiser. And I'll tell you what, they were great. And, uh, you know, we raised, I think, I don't know, 30000 bucks that, that evening with a little bit of golf and a little bit of hot stove with Bob and uh, – and Jerry and Daryl Sutter, so we had a great time, and uh, you know, and, and that's the support. The other thing, Reed, is the support from those guys and, and guys like yourself. You know, allowing me to come on is—it's it's, just—it's huge for our community. You well, know, people listen. We're, we listen to Oilers now. We're still Oilers fans. You know, and then now to get to know. You know, I've talked to yourself and Gene Principe and Bob and and Jerry, and you know, it, it's fantastic. It really is. Well, that's awesome to hear, Mike. Thanks for making time for me. Uh, hopefully, I'll, I'll get to meet you in person at some point. And uh, all the best with Carson as he's uh, working back from this injury as well. Thank you so much for hopping on the show. Yeah, well, thank you again for having me on here, Reed. And uh, hopefully, we'll catch up soon. Awesome stuff. That is Mike Susie checking in uh, Carson's uh, father and telling you a little bit about Scott Ratzlaff and Jagger Furcus, who were both uh, at the World Junior Selection Camp. Ratzlaff making the team to go over and play in Sweden. He's a goaltender and learning about Irma and the sports scene. So a lot of hockey and a lot of uh, ball as well, which is pretty cool. Uh, great to have Mike on the show. Uh, Dave Campbell and uh, Bob Stoffer, I think, teamed up to make that happen. So that is pretty cool. 780-496-0063. If you want to get in touch, uh, we'll wrap it up in a few minutes. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chat. Oh my goodness, some classic Weezer from Pinkerton. Broncos lead the Oil Kings 3-1 after the first period at Rogers Place. Oilers home tomorrow to Florida, 630 face-off show Game at 8 here on 630. Chad, 780-496-0063. Kellen, what do we have tonight? Yeah. Yeah, uh, text coming in on uh, a number of topics tonight. You know, Friday night, everybody's talking about everything across the They, they really are, Kellen. Here we go. Uh, Janet in, well, it says St. Alberta, so I'll say St. Alberta, but St. Albert. I think obviously. she meant St. Albert. That's yes. fine. <laughs> says, uh, Skinner having to stop such a higher than normal number of shots. What was the deal with the Oilers defenseman last night? That's uh, Janet from St. Albert. Skinner stopping a higher than normal that's, number of shots? That's what I've got, is Skinner. Well, he didn't face very many shots. Was it 57-24? Maybe there were some uh, higher danger chances than the Oilers uh, have more high danger chances. I think that, uh, and Knobloch touched on this today, just uh, maybe a few more errors than other games in terms of giving up odd man rushes or open chances in front. Uh, I think they'll work to clean that up. Now, having said that, in the second period, maybe the Oilers' best period of the year. Skinner had to make the one big save at the end, and I thought that might be it. That might be the save they need. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, there were some chances. I mean, Point had the open net on the two-on-one. He shot it over the net. Uh, Sorelli had an open chance. 
I still think the Oilers played pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, unknown text coming in says that Mike Susie is still a good goalie. Irma has had some good battles with Buffalo Cooley. <laughs> That's awesome. And apparently all the best you read from a former uh, CKSA alumnus. Oh, I wonder who that is. Yeah. Well, they thank didn't you leave for, their name. So. Thank you for uh, writing in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Worked there with go. all this good old CKSA and Lloyd Minster. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were wondering, this dates back to when you were guest hosting on Oilers Now quickly, but okay. Newfie Mick has texted in, says that the pronunciation is Newfunland. That's what I, I, got, a, I got a message from somebody on Twitter, Newfunland. So he's putting the fun in Newfunland. Yeah, you kind of see it. The, the way the person explained it to me that DM'd me on Twitter was that, uh, and I was obviously joking around a little bit, but yeah, Newfoundland. So it's you, a good question. You kind of maybe barely say the D, but it's more like Newfoundland. Yes. Yeah. I know it's not Newfoundland. I was, I was being a joker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for those. Uh, Rangers have beaten the Ducks. 5-1. Bruins and Islanders 3-3 in the third. Hurricanes up 5-4. The Predators in the third. Sens lead the Stars 4-3 after two. No score after one. Sharks and Coyotes. And uh, in about uh, 10 minutes, it'll be the Sabres and the Golden Knights. The Raptors have lost 125-104 to the Atlanta Hawks. Thanks to Dave Campbell. He's the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer. I will talk to you at 6.30 tomorrow night for the Faceoff Show. Thanks for listening.